Oh, mama, I can feel it. I'm gonna break it. Kick it, bunny, kick it. Oh, it's. Come on, Kathy. No. Do it. No. Oh, mama, I can feel it. Don't know any of the words. You're killing me here. Kathy, you did not join in. That's right. The show opening mutilation of a great 70s song. I am a... What is that, Sticks? That's Sticks. I'm a massive Sticks fan, and you butchered (laughs) it. Yeah, you are a a fan of massive Sticks, aren't you, you whore? See what I did there? Look, come on. No, it was bad. It was bad, Boogie. She's a massive Sticks fan. It's a BDSM podcast. She's talking about big dicks. Get it? You know, explaining it doesn't make it any better. She likes big dicks. Earlier, he made a joke about counting and count is his first name. See? It's getting bad, Boogie. Fuck you guys. The following show is for mature audiences only. Listener discretion is advised. And if you don't like it, Please go fuck yourself. One, two, three, four! Do you feel your sex life is quite lame? Scared that your desires might be strange? Come and join the kinky world of play. Hello and welcome to the Perverted Podcast, the show where we explore the adventures of the kinky lifestyle. You sound constipated. Joe Cocker. <laughs> Joe Cocker, motherfucker. Recording live from the Threshold Dungeon in North Hollywood, California, in front of Dell. Yeah! <laughs> and Mew. I'm Kathy. I'm Bunny. And I am Count Boogie, and this is show 180. Yes, Not 18, 80. 80, motherfuckers. 80, 180, like half of a turn. Half of a what? Is it, it's a <laughs> turn. 180 degree, 180 degree turns. <laughs> like which half, mean, half, which, of, half we, of a turn. See, <laughs> half a turn, which means we have now come all this way in three and a half years and literally, we are right back at the place. beginning of suck. <laughs> yeah. We have not gone anywhere. Hey, you finally got uh, the sound to come in through the fucking speakers out here. I wish they could hear. Yes. I wish. Or I wish we had more people here Del to hear. Del, Del, you ready here? I'll play. Uh, here's Kathy's Maybe. warning every time I say something inappropriate. The views of Boogie do not necessarily reflect those of Kathy and Abyss. Do you hear that? The people at, in Radioland do not hear. But uh, it, it is coming out of the main speakers of the Threshold Room. It's quite majestic. It is pretty majestic. And uh, and it's not out of the shitty little speaker. I did some finagling. Yeah. And, uh, so it's coming out of the, that's the it. We're dungeon moving up. speakers. We're moving on up, Kathy. Yeah, we To are. the east side. To a deluxe apartment. In the sky. Ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're moving on up. <laughs> Come on, Johnny, to the... Fucking God, I am... I'm I in, told you I'm I am in sick. I am I'm not in, in the 70s mood to be doing mood this today. shit. Yes, you are. I don't know why I am... I, it's just been a crazy weekend. Mm. So much uh, amazing, uh, amazing fun. Um, there's For you. Some, okay, so first... Okay. Okay, first off, fuck you, Mew. Uh, 
do you look? Do you see that grin on her face? Because she's like, you have to talk I about. It. You have to talk about. It. You have to give me my props on the show in front of the world. She deserves her props. <clears throat> Let me tell you the mew burn that happened. The authentic. You don't. Uh, I already know it's going to be great. <laughs> I, I don't even know okay. what you're going to say. So you know, girls don't make any noise when they fart, right? <laughs> they want you to think that. Yes. They, okay. So, so. We have Dove, new, you know, new Dove, you know, trying to make an impression, good impression on Dove. And Mew's in bed, and I'm making, you know, jokes, and they're, you know, you know they're, they're laying on the bed and whatever. And Dove's kind of facing the other, you know, to the side, you know, kind of sleepy and, you know, whatever. And I jump on top of Mew, and I'm like, ah, we're wrestling a little bit. And I'm like, I will fart on you, ha, 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 ha. And a second later... In timing, that is unlike anyone I've ever heard in my life. I go, I'll fart on you. Ha, ha, ha. And she's like, no, no. And she goes, Pfft. And she cranks a fart and then goes, daddy, that's disgusting. <laughs> and Dove turns over and gives me this look like you pig. And I'm like, that wasn't me. I just talked about it. And she's just like, oh, my God. That is, why? Why would you do that? It is so inappropriate. Dove's sitting right here. And I go, it was her. And she's like, oh, yeah, Daddy. Very funny. Blame it on me. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> motherfucker. Uh, she totally cock-blocked you. Like, literally has never farted loud in her life. Every fart is like a girl fart where it's like, oh, my God, Daddy, I'm going to crank a mean one. You ready? And just goes, just that little... That's it. But this one, literally, she just like waited. Like I she think must have waited been four holding years, it all these years. Four <laughs> years just to wait to drop it on me, just to fuck me up. And then um, literally, so I'm like, you know, okay, uh, it's good timing. I'll give you the point, but just let her know that was you. Daddy, why are you in such denial <laughs> about this? Like literally, <laughs> let it go. So I'm like, you, I am not cooking for you anymore. You are my rock star, Mew. <laughs> it was awful. It was awful burn. And then uh, speaking, uh, we had to, <laughs> I had to mention Dove's a baller because a lot of people um, think, you know, because Dove is incredibly shy and, you know, just just almost to the point of being like, are you okay mentally? Um, <laughs> like literally people thought she had problems when she came in. And she's brilliant. Once you, I mean, we all know her now, you know, Bunny Mew and I, yeah. you know, we're all getting to know her real well. And uh, and she's really articulate and whatever when she gets comfortable, but if not, she's just very awkward. And so um, I think she had like a little something improved because everyone's like, oh, your show, so innocent. You're so innocent and shy, you know. Oh, my God. So everyone's talking to her with like kitty gloves, like she's fragile. And she's like, and she's like literally just as depraved as Bunny and Mew, who everyone in the world now knows, are completely fucking depraved. And she's right there with them. So we're like in the room, and uh, and Bunny wasn't here because, you know, she she's here now. I have an amazing problem of going to it, school. Absolutely. She has an amazing problem of going to school. So um, I'm like, okay, well, you know, she wanted some needles. and But she was like, can we just put him in weird places? And I'm like, okay. And she's like, my arm, like here, just put it in my arm. And I'm like, okay. And we had um, some, you know, some people from the club over. A couple girls had come over, you know, for like the cuddles and you know demos and stuff. And uh, and so I put one in her arm. And then I'm like, okay. And then we just started putting them in weird places that you don't normally put needles. And then I'm like, well, you know, what about your neck? 
And she's all, yeah, let's put stab one right in my neck. And literally, I just pulled the skin away from her neck and just went and put a needle straight through her neck. I, I avoided arteries. She's still alive. And it just looked insane. And I'm just, like, and please, s- anybody who's listening, so do she has not put a needle through the carotid. Yeah, not through the carotid. But you can pull some skin away on the neck. And, and she's like, oh, that wasn't bad. And I go, oh, you want to freak people out? Because the whole idea was just put a bunch of weird needles in weird places and then walk her through and show, hey, you know what? You know, she, she, uh, she's, she's not as frail and fragile. And so I said, you know what will fuck with people? Let me put a needle through your fucking kneecap. And she's like, do it. And I'm like, okay. And this, the lady that was in the room, we didn't play with them. Um, but uh, she's like just observing. <laughs> she had a look. Her eyes went like this big. And I'm like, okay. And I got the skin of her knee and I pulled it up and I fucking jabbed a 23 gauge through it. And she's like, okay, that one hurts. And the person's like, well, you know, I don't think needles are really for me. <laughs> That's very interesting. What? Did you set out to scare her? Because obviously you did. So we corked them all. And literally, she just like there's like 10, 12 needles just all over in random places with these giant corks. And we walked her through and she just walked up to people, people that had kind of been like, oh, you fragile little thing. And she just turns her head. And she's got a big needle stuck through her neck. And everyone's like, oh, God. So she was very proud. So we had to I had to I told her we would talk about it on the show. So everyone knows that Dove's a baller. And uh, you're you're an enabler. That's what you are. That's uh, you're an enabler. Well, these these are the good stories I have to tell because the bad story is. Oh God. And uh, well, what happened with you this weekend? Anything? Anything? I just you know. I just been sick. Some stomach virus. So you got no dick because you were sick. Uh, I I got no dick because uh, Mr. Creative Explorer. Uh, bought a new place and so he's got a lot of room now so he bought this massive gaming table and he's been wanting to play some freaking stupid game called Twilight Imperium that requires a lot of space and he finally got a crew to come over Del's you just made Del just like get up here just drag the mic over there what is this game that's a game that um, I think the modest estimate it clocks in at like 12 hours. Oh, yeah. They started bright and Isn't early. that like Dungeons and Dragons takes forever, too? That Dungeons well, and Dragons goes on for weeks or months. That technically like goes on forever because that's all in yeah. your mind, but like it, it's a giant box. He's been planning this forever, and so he had it. I said, well, I'm staying you know, home because I have zero interest in your board games. I, I think I gave it... A shot I tried playing three times with him, and I was so bored. I would rather be almost anywhere. I just, I have, I just can't do it. I can't do it. He couldn't even. Uh, he can't, like Del's just rolling up a chair. <laughs> He's, I'm the only one here. It's my mic now. Yeah, that, that's not one of those. Into the mic if you're going to talk. That's not one of those gateway games. That's no, a. It's not like a. It's, it's not like a Connect Four game. No, that's not even Monopoly level. That's it's not Hungry Hungry Hippos. <laughs> Which Unger Goddess, I love you know, hungry, hungry hippos. I will give it to you. <laughs> because let me tell you something about Hungry Hungry Hippos. Hungry Hungry Hippos is great. <laughs> like, hang on! Ah! Before you squeak fucking Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> God, okay, go ahead. Adjust your mic now. No, it's not. Yes, it is. It ha- Would you s- go on, please? Yeah, hunger, so we got hungry, hungry hippos, and, and so at first you're like, yeah, being a kid, and so we all, were you in on the hungry, hungry hippos? No, I'm really jealous now though. <clears throat> oh, I'll pull it out. It's a great game for 14 seconds. 
And you just go, <laughs> and it's all the marbles go, and then it's done. Not if you're little. And then you're, you're not a little. You don't and get then, it. And then, exactly. And then you're just like, after the third time, you're like, okay, that's good. Yeah, no, that's give it to your littles. Yeah, love okay. Yeah. No, that's basically what, I, I stayed home. I caught some virus. My sister had it a while ago, and it's just, you know, wreaking havoc with my whole digestive system it's horrible oh my god it's just the worst i'm exhausted i'm sleeping 10 hours a day i can't eat anything and so jackie my sister said uh you've got to go on this diet that i was on it's called the brat diet it's b-r-a-t it's you eat only bananas rice Rice, applesauce and and toast and i'm a well that's just great i i'd rather do that than endure the cramps and the the horrible stomach cramps and the it's just it's just terrible. Stuff that doesn't bother your stomach. Oh, no. okay, I get it. So I'm I like, I couldn't <laughs> lose weight on that diet. I would eat <laughs> eighteen loaves weight. of toast and four hundred no, pounds of I, rice. And the thought of food is, I just I get hungry and I have to eat, but I don't want to eat anything. So I may as well eat you know, plain rice with nothing on it. That's at least not going to have Cause me in the your bathroom tummy bad. All. Yeah, 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 it's just it's bad. And so anyway, no. Uh, Mew, I'm telling this to Mew earlier. She goes, is Sean taking care of you? (laughs) It made you laugh, huh? That was a good laugh. I needed that. (laughs) You know what, Kathy? Sean is not a a caretaker. We'll put the couches (laughs) together so you don't hurt your... Like, look behind you. See, if you put the couches face to face... It creates like a bed. Yeah. Yeah. Like if we well, I have a bed. I'm just yeah. My but, sister. But we could take. Me, oh, okay. But, That's know, good. Because we make nice. you soup. We have miso soup. Me no like no miso soup. All right. At least not now. No. All right. We have French fries. Okay. Stop talking about food, we, please. We, okay. <laughs> so sorry. Um, I have to share this because it's awful, and uh, and and it could have been really bad, and and it's awful, um, but it worked out. But it's awful, and people need to know that those little things that you overlook can, you know, have really devastating effects. Is this one of those we fuck up so you don't have to stories? Yeah. Okay. This is pretty bad. All right. So, and it's dungeon wide. So, um, you know, we're we're hitting our big California winter, so it was down in the in the like low sixties. <laughs> so you know, get your parka. Um, but no, I mean, it, you know, whatever, it's chilly at night and all of a sudden people are turning on the fireplace and stuff like that. And uh, and so I'm like, oh, okay, I guess so. Well, now it's time to start worrying about propane. Um, uh, so they, and like for whatever, it wasn't even cold, but like they turned on all the fucking propane. So if you're listening, you should know we have a patio. Yeah, and we, we have, have a patio, yes. heat, heat um, little, you know, the propane burners that burn yeah. fire and they have the lid or whatever. So, um so the at some party they turned it on. Yeah, so okay. they turned it on on Saturday, and uh, and you know there it is. It's everything's on and whatever, and uh, you know I saw it all them on. Okay, I guess they're using these things, and I'm just a mom, so I bitch about propane costs. And geez, it's not that fucking cold, so whatever. But whatever, it's not my my place. Go ahead, fucking waste twenty dollars a night and fucking propane. Um, couldn't wear a jacket, fuckers. Um. So- <laughs> I am a bitch. You're a bitter um, man. <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't want to fill those things. So I guess nobody really noticed that the uh the big tall standing burner was maybe just a little closer to the wall, the wood wall, the wood wall of the entire wood patio that's attached to our building. Yeah. Might have been leaning a little close. 
and nobody we all stared at it we all just oh there to, you know nobody it never occurred to a single person the dms were out there i was out there everyone was out there nobody no cuz you don't think about things unless you think party ends <clears throat> i bring you know dove and dove and mew to the bed it's two o'clock in the morning two ten, two fifteen. i didn't even know tom was here did not even know which i'm pretty grateful tom uh is our little magic facilities guy that fixes things and he is incredibly observant and he knocks on my door there's a knock on my door at two fifteen in the morning and the girls like look at me and, and i'm just like god damn it who is it and tom's just like i need you to come with me he's all don't worry you know but um this is not good you need to witness this <laughs> and i walk out to the patio oh, no. and smoke is billowing up from behind the boards in the patio where the fire had been heated and heated and heated and it was burning mm-hmm. and uh and if Tom wouldn't have been here to see that, I would have gone to bed with my girls. Right. And and that really, you know, it was it was burning, and uh, it wasn't burning a lot. But you know, and 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 there's you know, of course, the fifty percent chance that it would have just smoldered out and whatever. But it's shitty OSB, you know, that packed together, yeah, you know, crappy kindling wood. Plus it's windy. Uh, plus it's windy. All the and plus here. half of California's already half on of California's right like literally um, uh, people we know lost their homes. Um, and uh, I don't know if I'm, I'm supposed to talk about, so I won't talk about who, but but we know uh, someone very well. Uh, no, um, and uh, I'll tell you after. Um, and 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 I'm joking in the patio, and I'm like, hey. You know, well, if something happens, I know what things I'm supposed to grab. And, you know, I've lost everything before. So whatever, as long as, you know, I can grab, you know, my hard drive and, and you know, whatever. You know, we joked about this a couple of <laughs> weeks ago when I said that we, you know, Unger had his only injury with fire has been when he wasn't doing kink play. He was barbecuing sure. something. And it's, it is unusual that we as kinksters tend to be much more careful when we're playing with things, then, fire, then blades, with, or anything, yeah. than in regular life. And regular I guess life. we see those heat lamps all the time, and it just we're so used to seeing them, we don't Nobody really, said, hey, maybe that's us. a little close to the wall. Let's pull it a little yeah. bit away, because it has that big dome on the top, but the dome was kind of shifted, like it bent down, and you just don't look. Yeah. Fortunately, Tom's job, you know, he works on set, and, you know, he's, his job is to look at everything, and that's not right, that's not right, that's not right. And usually I'm pretty diligent in that stuff and there's smoke billowing up and, and, you know, and I hosed it down for about, you know, five minutes and, and, uh, and it's just that kind of sick feeling, you know, like, you know, there, I'm pretty sure, you know, I, I would have smelled smoke or whatever cause I don't sleep much and I was on the massage table and the girls were in the bed, you know, and you run through all the scenarios, but you're like, how simple, like all these people around us are losing their homes and this fi- these fires come in and and these dumb things and how many coffee burners have been like how many times have i come in and been like guys you got to turn off the fucking coffee maker you know now it's just crusted at the bottom and whatever and all of those little things that you kind of just don't check and whatever and and you know something like that you know hopefully wouldn't have been bad but it it, it could have that's that could have been really that bad, whole fucking yeah. thing is wood 
And the whole it, patio the is whole, wood. Yeah, the whole thing is wood, and it's right next to the building. And if it got into the building and got under the drop ceiling and stuff like that, there's fuel up there. There's yeah. you know that's stuff. So it's just, well, that's scary. Yeah, so I, like I sent it. I sent a. Wow. I sent you know I I didn't send out an angry letter because I'm like there's no one. We all saw it, and even you know the DM chair is like shit. I was staring at that. Like we're just staring at the fire, Duh, like you know. Oh, it's nice with a fire. And it's just so be diligent. Take that extra look. Take that extra, you know, take that extra. Yeah. Check the coffee makers. Check the cords. If there's cords that are by drapes. And I mean, that stuff kills people every day. And it's just you, you, you're you not an idiot for missing it, but you sure feel like an idiot. Like, I'm like, why didn't they see that? So, so be diligent. Look yeah. around. Don't wow. kill your girlfriends. Don't don't burn to death. You know, bad. Like a lot, of, like 25 people died or 30 people died in that, those fires. Yeah. And so it's like, just, uh, you know, don't burn down the club. Fed life is the place where unicorns play, but then they fuck each other in the ass with their horns because that's the kind of freaky shit that happens on Fed Life. It was nice hearing it over the, the PA. It was nice. <laughs> was it nice, Dale? Yeah, it, I hadn't heard that one before, so yes. <laughs> All right, uh, normally, I would turn to Unger and say, "What's going on in the chat?" So we haven't checked in with you, but there's no Unger here. My laptop's there, it's but closed. no Unger. <laughs> I think I, I think he's in Texas. He's doing. He told stuff. us he was. Yeah, I think he told us he was. Late. I just always assume that he's going to be here because that's what he's supposed to be. Right. So you know, Unger, don't be a bitch. Just get back to your little fucking chair <laughs> and handle your chat room. Dell, are you or Mew inside the chat room? No. Mew, Mew's no. like. Neither one. Mew is playing RuneScape, and uh, is it RuneScape, or are you doing your other th- RuneScape? Yeah, still going. So here we are. <laughs> no, no chat room. No chat room. I like when Unger's here. <laughs> when Blood Crotch is here. God Blood damn. Crotch. Blood Crotch. <laughs> Wait, Bunny. Yes. We haven't talked about the fact that she. Have you been listening to the show? Some of it. <gasps> she. <gasps> listening to the show in her absence. I'm sorry. It's I'm half and half. Half and half. In other words, you no. listen until we bore you and then you turn it off, right? Kind of like the 1500 Kind of like the 1500 people that listened last week. No. no, I just listened to some of them and not others. I see. You're yeah. just giving her a hard time. I am what Kathy, when's the last time, time you yeah. listened to a show? On the way here. Wow, wow, you are. Wow. <laughs> well, I'm behind, and I I like to see you know uh, what I mess up on and what I want to change. And oh, really, you you air check yourself? Yeah, wow. all the time. <laughs> She's so invested, and yet I don't improve. There's something <laughs> wrong with me. 180 degree turn. That's that's tonight. That's show. half a turn. That's half a turn. <laughs> yeah, I haven't listened to a show ever. I don't think I've... Yes, you have. You told me you have. Then you lie. No, I mean, I've, I maybe listened to pieces. Early, I listened to pieces of the show. So I just literally edit. And if there's nothing to really change, like I'm like, whatever, sound is whatever. You know? I'm like, I was on the show. I I don't like the sound of my voice when I'm talking. So. I don't like the sound of your voice either. <laughs> <laughs> I was just listening to the one where you pick up the phone in the middle of the show to start talking to Mew and not realize that you can't actually put her on the air. <laughs> Whatever. Did you tell her about that? Huh? <laughs> yeah, she was the one calling. No, did you tell her afterwards? Yeah, I edited, I edited her out, but it, it was just 
Just went over my head. Funny. I'm like, oh, look, oh, let's look put her on. It's in. And you're like, hey, asshole. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, yeah. That's right. So what do we got? We have a post from Ferris. We're back again. Can't stay away from his post. He, he wrote something called, it's not my job to fix your insecurity. We should just end it's, right there. I'm done. That's it. Thank you very much. All right. <laughs> No? No. Okay. All right. He says, polyamory is filled with so many kinds of insecurities, it's hard to avoid them. That fear whether you'll still be desired in the same way when they come back from a new date, that hesitation as you wonder whether that's harmless flirting or something deeper, and should they have told you if it's getting serious? But let's be honest here. As much as I'd like to be fix-it Felix darting around with my golden hammer to whack away your insecurities, I've discovered that doesn't work. You got to own your own insecurities for polyamory to work because there's a subtle difference between that made me feel insecure and you made me feel insecure. I've told my partners, absolutely go on dates, but they go and I feel like a forlorn dog looking out the window as their owner leaves for work, convinced that, oh my God, they're never coming back. Sometimes I have to look around and ask, is this something I should fix or is this a discomfort I should learn to accept as part of this relationship? I I could have written this, man. That's exactly how I feel. Well, why don't you go ahead and start? Uh, it's my, this is my go-to. This is what I do every time I encounter a problem or something that makes me uncomfortable or something that makes me feel like shit is let's assess here how much of this is somebody else's fault and how much is mine. And you I mean use not that fault, word. But yes, responsibility. I use fault. Oh, okay. Because uh, there's responsibility on both sides. Right. But um, this is one of those instances where I actually do use fault because um, I really do have to find out who who is at the core of this. Where did this emanate? This problem, this issue, was this my doing? Was this somebody else's doing? And what I always find it is it's a big mess of different things. Part of it is how my insecurities, and if I just get rid of that, that takes some of the sting away. Part of it is that, let's say, somebody else doesn't know how to communicate well. Uh, another part of it could be this. It's it's never black and white. Mm-hmm. And, and so, but that is my go-to analysis is how much of this is I feel this way and how much of it is that that person did something that was really shitty and uh, then I go from there. But honestly, nine times out of 10, issues that happen with me and either friends or, or poly partners or, or sex partners is me. It's, it's problems that are coming from me. And once I get rid of that, sure, there's always something left over. Well, there usually is something left over to talk about. It, you know, I could talk to my partner and say, it would make it easier. It would ease, if, ease it if you could possibly do this instead of that that would take some of the sting away. Um, And if you love me, obviously if this is someone who loves me, they'll want to assist in some way. Um, But I'm just always astounded at how much of it is something that is coming from me. Hmm. Yeah, I, I resonate with that too. Like just whenever I have like feelings of insecurities or envious i have a lot i have a lot of envious things with partners often because i'm just not here as much as some of our other partners and so um sometimes like i'll feel bad about it but 
because it's that same thing. It's like, well, it's not really anything that anybody can fix or anything um, or that they should need to. It's just something that like I have to kind of sit with. Um, and it's, it's the same thing. It's like, it's my own like feelings of like envy or insecurity that, oh, they're getting this time or this stuff that I'm not getting right now. And, and, and I mean, sometimes it's a little valid, but, um, I've also found that just like talking, like even being able to say like, I'm just kind of feeling, well, in our relationship, just being able to say like, oh, I'm kind of feeling this and having to just be like, okay, and not actually having to have an answer for everything all the time has been kind of cool and helpful in that too. The same kind of, it's not all black and white. Sometimes things are messy and you might not have an answer or a way to fix something. It's kind of okay too. Hmm. I'm just looking at her because she's pretty. (laughs) (laughs) I'm all looking at her. I just love that. was demeaning. You probably made her feel demeaned. Kathy, eat a dick. Um, no, I just, I just love when she's able to articulate how she feels, and 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 because it it has been, it's a struggle because in, in our situation, it's you know some of those things you know kind of taking going off topic a little bit, but some of those things are like it's not a it's not something we have control over as far as she's farther away. And I want her here four days a week. I would love her here four or five days a week, uh, right here with Mew and and the, the other people that we play with. And but that's just she has this amazing problem, this amazing wonderful problem, and that is that she's in an amazing school that she fought really hard to get into. And so this is a great problem for her to have because she gets to have this problem. So it sucks that she has it and we have to go through it. And and she has to deal with and accept the things that she has to because of this amazing problem that she gets to go to this great school and, and follow her dreams and move on to these other things. And that, so I get excited when I hear her talk about that uh, and deal with that. The, the thing that, that is back on track kind of uh, with this is it's um, I'm, I kind of focused more on blaming someone for your misery, like you made me feel this way. And that's something I think I think a lot of us have done at different times where you blame the other person. Like, you did this to me, you know? And it's like, no, you know, I may have created the environment, but without the power exchange, um, this is yours, you know? I may have done some shitty things. I may have created a negative environment, but ultimately how you interpret and respond to it, kind of some of the things you were saying, how you interpret it, respond, that's yours. It's all yours. And when you're in a situation to where that has been disclosed up front, like, hey, this is the situation we have, like with Bunny, it's like this is the situation uh, that we have that she has this amazing problem going to this school that she's dreamed of going to so obvious and she lives far away so she can't be here we don't have to apologize for the situation as much we just have to learn how to deal with the situation and we have to take those extra steps and I know 
my extra steps is to try to be more available on the phone mm-hmm. when she has feelings and more available um, when she needs. And, and she has to be more responsible to say, I need mm-hmm. that validation right now. So we need to make sure that we can connect at least on the phone and then have our silly, you know, sweet time on the phone. And, and, but it's, it's, it's very important because I feel guilt. Like I feel all this tremendous guilt, but she's not making me feel guilty. I, this is my guilt, you know? So I can't say, well, you're making me feel guilty because you're upset that you're not here when you're the one that chose to go to school. You're the one that you're the one that's choosing. You could be here and now I feel guilty. Well, that's that's a shitty thing to say, isn't it? <laughs> that would be. That's Tell me ass, you don't say things like that's that. An absolute, well, that's kind of <laughs> what you know, Ferret was talking about. Yeah. It's like you can't blame someone. Yeah. You know, because of your interpretation, because of your insecurity, the thing that you're dealing with, that has to be yours. Like you said, you can reach out to someone and say, hey, this is what I am feeling because of this environment, because of this uh, you know, situation, because of your action. I'm interpreting it this way and I'm unable to accept it or I'm, you know, I'm struggling with this. Can you work with me if we're yeah. going to stay like this? Can you work with me to help me help myself? And ultimately, when that kind of happens, especially in our relationship, um, when each of us is there for the other to help the other help themselves instead of try to change all my behaviors to make it comfortable for um, them, um, that works the best. Because sometimes when you when you take on that blame that someone tries to, you made me feel this way. And then you feel that guilt and you're like, oh, I should change these behaviors. And maybe those behaviors weren't negative. Maybe the other person really had to grow as a person themselves and learn how to accept these things because if you change those behaviors out of guilt, you're also denying and enabling the other person to stay in that. Like, because we could always create that safe bubble. Oh, I just won't do this, or I just won't do this because you know my partner is unhappy about. It. Does that make sense? Am yeah. Then rambling? you're just running around trying yeah. to. Yeah, I remember a while back we had done a show in which um, we were talking about people owning their stuff and having thicker skin and and I just went off and started <laughs> ranting about how much it pissed me off and we got an email about it somebody had sent us an email and it was filled filled i mean this this email just went on and on about the many enumerating the many different ways in which i made this person feel bad oh, right. when they heard me talking and she went on and on about it and then did something that was in my opinion rather cowardly is that they had created an email account to send us this and then deleted it so that right, we, couldn't so we couldn't respond to them. Uh-huh. And I, it, Coward! it would, the level of, <laughs> it astounds me, the level of, of ignorance when somebody doesn't even realize the irony that they just did the very thing that I keep talking about. They don't even realize that they've done that is, that they don't want to engage in any conversation that to, that would make them w- think about where if if they had any responsibility in it. And the reason I bring that up is because I, I'm just always astounded at how many people I encounter 
that feel the same way. I I would have thought that it's the reverse that we're a smart society and that oh, people can. Oh, Kathy, no. I think you just. Uh, and not so. Did you smoke weed in the seventies? What? What? <laughs> Just because you're high, what? if you think people are mostly good, I'm an idiot, is what I am. Yeah, okay, because then I, that's, then we're okay. I just think people, if you're an, if you've got a brain and you're even halfway intelligent, you will. At least question. No, why, I was a blamer. I was not. a victim, martyr, blamer for a long time. Yeah, and then I had to just wake up and go, "Oh, this is me." Uh, you, really getting sober in the in the program, the various times that I I got sober, um, that was really where it's it it's so easy to just blame someone, and then now I can just be the victim, and now I can go for sympathy and all these other shitty emotions that somehow protect me from my insecurities because now I don't have to learn how to deal with my insecurities. I just now force everyone to treat me like I'm the victim. So I play the victim and you did this. And then then, because then it's not just now it leaves the you did this to me or you did this to me. Now I get to leave our situation and go tell all of my friends and family how you did this to me so that way I can get their sympathy and their validation and I can alter the story any way I want and embellish everything because we all do that. Have you ever do that? Oh, my God, they were totally screaming at me, and that's a lie. They were not screaming at you. They were not going, ah! They were just going, hey, I really don't like when you do this. And you tell your family and you embellish and you say they were screaming. And that's what you get to do when you blame people and you say, this is, look what you did to me. And yeah. I've, I'm pretty sure I've done this a million times. But it, it's, it really comes, I love when you just say you have to deal with your own shit. Nobody made you do anything unless they put a gun to your head and that's coercion. You still have a choice. You can yeah. die. Now, it doesn't, it doesn't mean... Uh, there have been many instances, in particular this last you know thing that Creative Explorer and I had, where there was a lot of uh, uh, a lot that we had to go over. It was just such a mess of different issues that had all happened at the same time, and it took a great deal of time to take it all apart, unpack all of it, and figure out where the responsibility lay. And I took a lot of responsibility on myself, and then I put a lot of it on him. Uh, and then we discussed areas in which he or I had not behaved appropriately or could have behaved better. It doesn't mean that that I excuse someone's bad behavior. I can absolutely tell you that was completely unethical what you did. And I'm not going to be around for that if you continue to do it much longer. And then also take on the responsibility that is my own for having gotten myself in that situation in the first place. That I'm not talking about Creative Explorer, by the way. <laughs> yeah, but you're sitting there wondering, my God, what did he do? <laughs> that bastard. I'm sure it was his fucking fault. <laughs> it's always his fault that ice cream sandwich melting over game and not dick and door opening motherfucker. <laughs> what? Where does all that come from? <laughs> I just remember lots of little random facts so I can talk you just shit. Vomit it out. Yeah, I just vomit out a lot of facts about people so I can, you know. So yeah, them. there's there's a equal balance that you or there's a balance that that you can yes. uh, get there, but uh, doesn't mean you let people walk all over you. Doesn't mean that you That's say, right. "Well, this is uh, I'm going to take responsibility 100 percent for what happened when it may not be 100 percent your issue." So. Absolutely. 
I like post. it. I like it. Good stuff, man. Did you just go? Tss? No, that was you in the recording. Why am I here? Oh, because it's playing out of the thing. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I'm like, I don't know. I ha- <laughs> Oh, like, boogie. It, like all the jingles sound different because I can hear them. Oi. This guy sucks. <laughs> this guy needs to know how to edit a fucking jingle. <laughs> Fire that piece of shit. God damn it. Kind of low budget, 180 degree half turn fucking show. It's time for some new jingles, but you've been saying this for weeks now. New jingles. All right. This week we have an email sent to us from Sugar. Who says, hello, you lovely... Honey, honey, You are my candy girl. Is it girl sugar or guy sugar? Because I feel girl. a little awkward singing to you. You guys are in a total sugar. singing mood. Bob, 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 bob. Oh, honey, honey. Two of you. I miss Bunny being here. <laughs> yeah, you're both very giddy. <laughs> we fuck a lot. We <laughs> To get it out of your system. <laughs> <Just, laughs> and you come out the other end all giddy and singing songs from the 70s. Yeah. Because she's right. old. Yeah. I mean, she's going to be 22. She's going to be 22. I'm going to have to dump her and get myself a real young woman. It is my birth month. Yeah, it's birth month. She's getting old. So. I mean, Mew's already 24, a fucking hag. She's just she's literally... Just smiling. She's just <laughs> grandma. Grandma. <laughs> Jesus. Now she's just farting, blaming me for it. My ego grew three sizes when you thought I was like 22. I'm like, I will take that compliment and not... Yeah, you don't, yeah he does look really... Young. How old are you? I already told you. You're like 29 Say or something? Say it again. You're correct, yes. 29. 29. It's probably. Yeah, I, thought, I, I, I thought he was like twenty-two. Because you wear nail polish and pink I don't shirts think and nail shorts. Po- I don't think nail. Yes, polish. if you act, no, he's young. got like a very uh, clean, round boy clean, face. Clean living. Clean, clean living. boy. boy <laughs> clean boy. Hey, come he's, here, clean boy. He's very giddy over there. He's very. Let happy. me polish your head. <laughs> don't ask. Where you come up with this stuff? It has been. Four straight days of insane daddy. When was the last time you slept? <laughs> yeah, I have not slept well. I, on the other hand, have had four straight days of curled up in the bed, oh just God. dying. Well, the dying part's bad. Like, if you said you had four, what was it? Oh, I said you should split the difference and sleep. Yeah. Kind of trade. Yeah. Tomorrow. Tomorrow sleep, I'll buggy. sleep. Not tonight, but don't tomorrow. sleep while the club is burning down, though. Yeah, that's, don't do that. That's that's surely not. That's that not doesn't good. that doesn't help me count the sheep because they're all on fire while they're jumping <laughs> over the fence, screaming and just screaming, <laughs> 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 writhing in agony. Just running, just <laughs> no. Farmers going, get the bucket. Yeah. <laughs> just not very. very there are uh, littles here in just, the room. You should not have said that. On fire. Don't just, make a second. Just burning sheep running around. God, you know Look, bad that would smell. Really sad. Oh, they're happy cartoons. They're actually marshmallows. Look. They're sheep mellows. No. Like sheep mellows. You like sheep mellows? Yeah. And then you do tasty. Yeah. And then you have little sheep mellow farts. Has Anger ever uh, set a peep on fire? We have set the wheat. 
Never mind. Uh, Put one in the microwave. It's quite fun. We used to do, yeah, yeah. Unger and I used to remember. Don't you remember Unger and I used to just like set up tin? Oh yes, know, I remember. Tins in the kitchen. And I do Kathy remember. Just smoke be sitting me out. there and smoke, just typing on the laptop and just smoke billowing. And Unger and I are look, we burned beep. Get her done. Kathy's like, I hate men. I do hate men most of the time. Why is every, we're like, he's like, oh, look, let's melt licorice. Let's see how long it takes for Mick licorice to melt. He'll get his cigar torch and be all, his fingers like engulfed in butane flames. He's all, I'd normally feel that if I had sensation in my finger. <laughs> Bubbling. What? It's not hunger, okay? Oh, that is hunger. <laughs> no. That is hunger, everything. He picks right. up the coals. In the fire pit, and he just picks him up, and he's like, "Yeah, I don't even feel that." He's <laughs> fucking hunger. I'm gonna tell him to listen to the show. <laughs> he's probably another one that doesn't listen to the show. I'm probably <laughs> the only one who listens to the show. Well, you're the only fucking self masochist in the group. Self masochist. Hmm. Is there any other? <laughs> yes, that is the masochist that needs a daddy to put them correct. I don't know what you just said, but I'm going to go on to the email we got. Okay. Yes, that's All right. a good idea. This is yeah. from Sugar. Don't sing. Continue, Kathy. She says, hello, you lovely perverted people. I'm newish to kink and newish to your show. I started listening on Stitcher only a few months ago, and I have been telling my friends, kinky or not, that they should check it out, oh, too. Thank so you. sweet. She says, I like to listen while I'm at work and sometimes when I'm goofing off in class. I have to let you know that I have learned a lot from the podcast. PP even informed me about some kinks I didn't even know about. And she mentions the ovipositor. Uh-huh. <laughs> I have always been into spanking and voyeurism, but I'm finding out that I want to try other things like wax play. It sucks that I'm nowhere near the LA area so I can go to some classes or be a pervert in the audience to see all the fun stuff live. Thanks so much for what you are all doing. Thank you, Sugar. We're like, well, now I'm like, fix it, Felix. I'm like, how do I get this? Uh, How do I get? She's in Tennessee. She's in Tennessee. There's a scene in Tennessee. Well, there's there's a place in Nashville. I don't know how far is the mark. There's a map right behind you. Yeah, you can't Look tell. at the get map. Get out a magnifying glass. <laughs> no, I, I. Well, I mean, yeah. somewhere. I wish there was more more places where people could explore. Mm. Um, I surely do. But you, you know, they're private. Well, obviously, at least like on the spectrum of like quote unquote edge play, wax is a bit easier to experiment with. Slash the internet. Can if you, you have the correct wax, yes. Yes. If you grab the easiest your, correct yeah. wax is those Jesus candles. Those are the those non-colored are, ones. Well, here's... Okay, I'm going to go with you. Yes, those are the paraffin 120-degree melting point candles. That's why they put them in glass, because they won't hold as a candle. You want the lower temperature, obviously. The problem with the Jesus candles, which is a problem for a lot of people, is even though they have a lower melting toy, uh, point, if you leave that flame against them for too long, it's going to go well past 120 degrees, and you're going to burn some because you have a flame and, you know, six, eight hundred degree flame that's cooked. And so it's well, it's been melted for a long time. And when the liquid gets really, you know, kind of long in it, that means you're going to have a lot of hot wax coming out. So you don't have a temperature that you can actually maintain. Now, if you want to stick a thermometer in that Jesus candle 
and get and make sure that it's right, that's fine. But don't just assume that because it's a Jesus candle, if that flame is burning against it, it's continually heating it, and and you can you can have problems with that. Yeah, that is mm-hmm. valid. Yeah, I normally just use the tea candles. So. The tea candles are good, but any spa wax you can go on eBay and just get a couple pounds of spa wax, and the spa wax is literally meant to put in those paraffin baths and dip your hands and whatever. But no matter what, you should always test it on yourself. Make sure that it's the right temperature. But yeah, there's people that self wax. You know, absolutely. They'll just pour wax on themselves and they'll have a play and then they'll masturbate and, you know, they'll give yourselves a little play scene. So it's possible. Cool. Or she'll have to plan a trip to come out here. Yeah. Yeah. And then we'll give her a wax enema with soy wax. What? We'll s- no, don't Why? scare her away. <laughs> do do that? What? God. Well, soy wax burns even cooler than uh, the paraffin 120. Yeah, you're, no. But you're in But it's, natu- it's yeah. natural. No, man. Your it's soy. Sugar, we won't do that to you. <laughs> Sugar's <laughs> like, I'm not that frail motherfucker. <laughs> no. Get the speculum and let's rock and roll. No. What? Disgusting. All right, fine. No sugar, soy. That's right. Wax enema. All right. Fine. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. Fine. Whatever. Fine. Whatever. You say so. Sometimes love is less than nice. Whatever. You may need some fucking advice right now. Right now, Kathy. Right now. That means immediate now. What advice are we giving? Well, you usually talk so much that I never know when to start. You know it's a talk show, right? Okay. You talk too much. (laughs) Okay. Let's try this. Let's try the not talk show. Are you ready? One, two, three. You mean you not talk. I can talk, right? I'm talking. This is from... Call me Sim, who wrote and said, Hey, PP, just found out your podcast exists. Great show. You are truly depraved perverts, so keep up the good work. Thank you very much. I work very hard to live. I love <laughs> That's a good thing. We're depraved perverts. Keep up the good work. I have a question. I have been struggling lately with the difference between being polyamorous and being promiscuous. I found that in the BDSM community, promiscuity appears to be more accepted, although it is often perceived as poly lifestyle. I don't think I agree with you there, uh, Mr. Slim or Sim, or I, whatever. Uh, well, well, I th- well, I think it's because my first question was, why is there a struggle? You know, what's what's the actual? Yeah, I wonder what the what's, struggle is. I'm the not struggle? exactly because clear. They're, because now you and I are going to get into this because there's a lot of people that thinks there's, you know, this is the way I think poly poly is and poly can be like a thousand you know different ways i can tell you for a fact that our poly that i have with mew and bunny and possibly dove we we haven't figured out uh what that's at lit um that our poly is very different from ferrets uh poly that we we read earlier so promiscuity uh, Um, you know if you have poly play then that's promiscuity is is literally having or characterized by many sexual relationships that last only a short time. Okay. That's what promiscuity means. It's derogatory it in nature and it's yeah. it's very specific. Sexual relationships, many yeah. of them and they don't last long. And so that's what promise I never That's promiscuity, but that's but but that may be one of the issues that Sim is having is that you got to actually read the definition of the word promiscuity and polyamory can pretty much have nothing to do with one another. Polyamory or is... They, or they could coincide, I feel like. Yeah, yeah I mean... Yeah, I know people who are polyamorous. both, yeah. Yeah, I know people who are polyamorous and also... They like fuck to a lot. Are yeah. in the swingers community, too. They can, you can do both, but 
And or, or, yeah, or exclusively one or the other. Exactly. You know? Absolutely. So I don't know uh, if Sim con- considers the word promiscuous to be derogatory. It kind of is derogatory and... And it is well, very why is specifically. That to, I, don't, I don't understand who is I feel like derogatory. Like, I feel like it's like it's a like wo- slut shaming. Yeah, yeah, like I feel like it's been used against like women a lot. Like, so, you know, oh, you're, you're promiscuous, permi- you're promiscuous and it's just like, yeah. nah, how about fuck you? Exactly. Yeah, I can. I can. I can have as many sexual. Rel- I mean, just because I don't <laughs> yeah. doesn't mean that I can't. No, I could. Yeah, I could <laughs> get some dick right I now. Could. I, could, I could hold one in each hand and fucking they'd be like, "Hello, in stereo, look, there's a dick." And in that you man. can't stop me. Yeah, I think. Um, Sometimes, and once again, I, I don't know the angle uh, and the experience and, and the understanding of, of Polly, of, of all the people that send us stuff, but it is, I don't know, it's just really interesting. I lost my point. Well, I think that in polyamory, people set out to have a relationship. And as you said earlier, that relationship can take on many different faces sure and it can come across a completely different way but it is a relationship which means by its nature it's going to last longer than than a short sexual encounter but i mean i mean i guess that i guess once again promiscuity because the i mean does having a lover like poly means many and amory is love so what is your consideration of love? What qualifies as a relationship to you is having a casual partner that you see maybe once a month or one once every six months. Is that somehow downgraded that that's not a polyamorous relationship? Because is there a certain amount of time that you have to date somebody for it to be considered a relationship? And then if there's more than one, then it's poly. I mean, it's just like there's so many different. You know, quite, I think the the main thing I would tell the poster, not knowing completely where they're coming from, yeah. is just what do you want? Because sometimes it's just you know you're just frustrated because you think you want this thing or you know you want this type of relationship, and that's not available to you. You know, there there's maybe not a lot of people in your area. Maybe a lot of people in your area they're more into the swinger scene or they're more into more casual play. And they're not into actual building dynamics with multiple people because it could be that. You know what I'm saying? It could be that he, this person is like, hey, I want two relationships and I wanted to develop this, but there's not really anyone locally available that wants to be in a relationship with them. So that's where it becomes a struggle. Mm-hmm. Does yeah, that make I, sense? I, that kind of makes sense. Although not really. Okay. <laughs> I just throw it out there. I don't I, know. I think our, our difficulty with this topic is because there are so many different ways in which people do polyamory. Yeah. But I, I also think that there is a distinct difference between the one extreme to the other of polyamory and being promiscuous. Sure. Uh, a transient sexual relationship means that it's going to last a very short time and then it's over. And it is nothing but sexual. That's it. Okay. And that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But a relationship, when you set out to have a relationship, it doesn't matter what that relationship looks like. Is it a relationship, like you say, where you're going to be with somebody once a month or going to see them all the time? It is still something that you're setting up for the future that in hopes will last a long time, will last out the year, will last out the next few years. That's their intent. Sure. Okay. And so... um, 
Yeah, this is where. Where's everybody going? Where I don't know where they go. They left. Oh, are you getting the toy out of the kit? Bring it! Come on, come on! What are they doing? Bring, where are you going, what? Mew? We're so professional, Del. Mew, where are you he going? Asked her to go grab something, and now he's yelling at her down the hall while we're <laughs> on. This? But he was pointing behind us for it, and we're like, "What do you want back I, there?" I was so trying to just make a segue to what we were going to do, it and it just failed you miserably. Like you were giving someone a blowjob. Why I'm were like, you doing what? that? Go over, and she's just like. What? Okay, first of all, I'm really bad at reading lips. Like, I, no, in my whole entire life. Well, I mean, you guys also knew... Also, from you pointed in the wrong direction. You knew you were yeah. doing the thing, so... I well, you didn't mention that, it, so I thought maybe <laughs> we weren't. Go to the table! You probably should have set this up beforehand. I thought I did. Obviously, oh, so you you're directing didn't. them to the second step without was, the first. Okay. Debating. Right. Oh, don't start fucking defending He's shit. Right. You don't even know what the fuck was He's going on. He's absolutely right. I will pull your microphone, Plurgeologist. You just leave him alone. You lay on your back and put that dildo on your mouth. Now take your microphone. God damn it. Now. Why is there a dildo <laughs> sticking out of Stop her it. mouth? <laughs> Kathy. What? This is just the Nobody can hear you, Boogie. Boogie is going into the cage. We're in the Thresholds main room dungeon. And Bunny is lying down on her back on one of the tables with a dildo sticking out of her mouth. Why? I don't know. These three knew what they were doing. Us two have no idea. Now Mew is naked, kneeling up over her. What's happening? Okay, see. So well, there's a dildo in a mouth, and I think one of them is going to go onto it. Oh, so Mew's getting the lube, and she is about she's putting it on the dildo that is sticking out of her mouth. We were talking about kind of like oh, just goofing off, and it's like I'm like I'm just going to put this. Oh no, uh, Bunny was playing with the double into dildo. And Your head is it, in the way, flapping it against her leg. Mew is about and, to straddle uh, her, and so I was like, she's like, oh, I could put it in my mouth, and and Mew could fuck it. And I'm like, that one's not going to work, but maybe this one will. And now and Mew's so about to... Oh, man, she's, she's getting right on there. Mew's got her pussy well, right over the dildo. She's laughing. <laughs> she's, she's about to mount <laughs> the dildo. And it's going in. Ow! Oh, we have penetration. penetration. I'm just waiting for I'm just waiting for Bunny to just start gagging and choking. She's so laughing her ass. Look at her. her nose. It's fine. <laughs> Breathing isn't required, at least for like a minute. Mew's just bouncing up and down on top of her. How can she breathe? There's a nose. They could probably breathe if we weren't making them laugh. Oh my god. Did she just put a victory fist in the air? <laughs> wow. Oh, and a, a bucket kid. list has been checked. That's so sweet. <laughs> that is definitely our show. Thank you, Threshold, for providing this perverted playground for us to record. And if you are in the Los Angeles or surrounding area, visit Threshold.org and find out about joining their kinky family. Sugar, we know at some point you're going to make your way out here. Thank you to everyone in the dungeon tonight. To Bunny, welcome back. And thank you for putting that dildo in your mouth. <laughs> If you could have seen the view that I had and just worked it, and she was like, she had this look like, am I going to choke to death? I could see her stomach. She was laughing like she's crazy. Like, and she's like, whoa, 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 could you hear her? Yeah. She's like, whoa, 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 whoa. 
<laughs> That's the sound of somebody laughing with a dildo in their mouth. <laughs> yeah, while well, her girlfriend is fucking it. Uh, next week is our Thanksgiving show, so make sure that you guys tune in to all the crazy That's right. Kathy, I know you said we got to do something Thanksgiving. What the hell do you do? I don't know. We're going like, to Should we just get somehow. turkey legs and just bake turkey legs? You can have Spanking a- and then you make a turkey out of the handprint. How about... Okay. okay. So it's a start. We'll it's talk just- about your... Turkey video. Oh, Jesus Christ. If you Did you, qu- just see, you just <laughs> shut off the music with how I, dumb it was. I will have you note that there are these two lovely naked girls in the back just hugging it out and being all cute. Look at that. They love each other. They're so sweet. They do love each other. Look, they're just... After that, we need to hug it out. That's what <sighs> I'm going to fuck your dildo mouth. And, <laughs> and then I'm going to kiss and We're going to kiss and, and smooch. There's much canoodling going on over there. I have a pretty good life. If you have questions, comments, or ideas, either email us at uh, pervertedpodcast at gmail.com or call 424-226-2037 and don't forget to visit pervertedpodcast.com. And finally, next show will be show 181. Kathy's already told you about it. And this song, Kathy, this is it. This is it. This is the big hit. This is it. This is it, Kathy. Okay. Just telling you. I've heard this before. Next week, it's going to be a whole new place to record because this song is going to be so massive. This is bam. This is going to bam. It's coming. Bam. Now you're Emerald. That's it. (laughs) Yeah. It's coming. The song's called You Lie So Fucking Much. It's just coming. Are you ready, Kathy? I'm so ready. All right, let's do it. It is always better to associate with those who find value in telling the truth. It is always better to associate with those who find value in telling the truth. It is always better. It is always better. It is always better. Oh my, 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 o